Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have monthly episodes we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. It's a great place to chat with us about recent dramas and what we're watching. And the link is in our show notes. So today we will be talking about Joy of Life, the Chinese drama that has been bringing joy to all of our lives. And (laughs) (laughs) um, also K-Muse and Drama Geek have been um, recapping this over on the blog. So if you want kind of some more in-depth look at kind of what's been happening in each of the episodes, then I recommend that you head on over to the blog and um, read their recaps. But today, we're going to talk about it on the podcast, and I get to be part of it. Yay! Um, So, what were our initial thoughts of the, um, when we're starting The Joy of Life? And I am trying to remember how I even, because I kind of stay away from Chinese dramas a lot. So, I can't remember. I think a lot of our listeners, readers suggested it. I think it was maybe Twitter was talking about possibly gosh well maybe it was the episode count maybe because it was 46 episodes which actually <laughs> it's season one <laughs> but um gosh i can't even remember why and then i think after i watched the first episode we i messaged and i was like "Ooh, this would be a good positive recap it had enough witty humor and stuff where i was like we'll be able to find stuff to be positive about because that's hard sometimes yeah <laughs> when well, you're... sometimes when we're doing recaps and and this happens for people that have to really focus in. You see a lot of the flaws mm-hmm, a little bit more mm-hmm. than if you're just sitting back and watching something. And, you know, you can't just say, oh, whatever, you know, let it go. Um, so we had watched a couple shows that weren't horrible shows, but there were some things that that bugged us and that mm-hmm. we had discussed and so we are honest in the recaps and so every now and then we're like we need to just do a positive one where we can't say anything negative and we'll only say positive things even if it's oh his guy liner is really well done or that color makes him look hot you know we can get really shallow but it's going to remain positive so. I'm actually a little upset that I had so many positive things because I could have lamented about Chen Ping Ping's uh, guy letter the whole time. <laughs> that <laughs> was on point. <laughs> it was like, is he an evil or not? Because his eyeliner is telling me that maybe I should pay attention to all his little deeds because they might be yes. evil. <laughs> but then you just think, or he just might be really like a stylish old older guy you know <laughs> i don't know but I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's a hot evil bad guy in disguise mm. tree we'll have mm. to see grandpa version <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's I, he's probably in his late 50s 60s yeah, yeah. the emperor was like what 62 like yeah we oh looked my up gosh. his we looked up his age cuz we were like huh i mean he's not Hottest your typical hot <laughs> he's not anybody's grandpa they were none of the none of the princes had kids so he's he's just a dad that we know of (laughs) (laughs) um i think i just started watching it because jen was like okay we're doing a positive recap on this and i was like oh okay i'm in (laughs) so i just 
jumped along for the ride and I'm really glad I did because it was so good. And for me, I got um, sucked in because Drama Geek and K-Muse were like, you know, K-Drama Jen, I think you'd like this. Mm -hmm. And I just had a lot going on. And so I wasn't able to start it at the same time that they did. But, you know, in typical K-Drama Jen fashion, I finished it before both of them um, (laughs) by giving up, you know, like an entire weekend of my life. Uh, But I happened to be sick. So that's when I get all my drama watching done. It was really hard for us not to binge this because we had to pull ourselves back and stick with the five episodes a week. Because if you if you go farther ahead, then you start forgetting things yeah. in and being like, yes, oh, we've wait, done that. No, before. no, that didn't happen until <laughs> five episodes further, you know. Yeah. So we had to really pace ourselves, but it was good. Um, so. I think we need to go in depth on why we love Fanchine so much as our leading man. Um, I know he's it, hot is, and he smiles like an he angel. <laughs> no, he smirks like a devil, though. <laughs> he oh does, my goodness, he, does. <laughs> he is just so mischievous and has so much cute quirkiness in him. I think we're like everybody that's in the cast where all the characters yeah. just fall in love with them and there's not an explainable reason he why. He has a confidence that's insane. And it's not even <laughs> like it doesn't even make sense for the knowledge of that he knows of like his world because he doesn't realize all of the secrets about his birth and his mom and everything, yeah. but he's confident almost as much as he would be if he knew all that stuff. So maybe it's all the path, the knowledge of the pat like the past that he has because you know when he's a baby he remembers everything yeah. from the past so maybe that's what gives him so much confidence but <clears throat> well i just can't stop cracking up because everyone else is like what's your secret what's going on he's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Very he's, I, what did like, i say he's unflappable like he yes. just really the only person that i felt really got to him was um Dao Dao at toward yeah. the end, Hating Dao Dao or whatever her name was. Yeah, the saintist or so, different translations call her goddess or saintist, but like she kind of got to him. But everybody else, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was quite the leading man, and I wish we had more leading men like him because he was so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I agree. He definitely just charisma you know he mm-hmm. just i don't know he draws your attention even in bumpkin clothes because i love that yeah. point where he's like where his uh half brother's like well why don't you change clothes well because the girl saw me in these clothes and she might not know <laughs> me if i wore like fancy clothes his, his top part toward at the the beginning of the drama i did have a like i don't know the way that it fit him on the top and it was it was a style like period style time i think but it was stiff it was stiff and weird and so i had a hard time as the show progressed i ended up liking his clothes more and more and then when he anytime he put black on i was like was oh, like, oh. <laughs> or dark green dark green was a good color that was good. <laughs> purple i liked the purple yeah. on him too so <laughs> so many reasons why he was he's a great leading man uh-huh so i think he just had chemistry with everybody leading... and he I'm had sorry? a lot of energy like the actor yeah. brought a lot of energy to the character. Yeah. So, for sure. So, we have a leading lady. One uh, R is, um, I guess, our leading lady. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think? Did you eventually like them as OTP? 
And I've been thinking about this because I kind of ship him with the saintess or whatever we're calling her. I do so hard. And I'm I'm actually mad at myself because I do. But yeah. Um, But I I liked her. I mean, I thought it was interesting that they kind of met with her. You know, she was like under a table eating chicken. (laughs) uh, And that's kind of why he fell or at the time where he fell for her. Uh Um, So, yeah, I like them, but. I, I also like the Saintess. So I really, I he the actor himself has chemistry with a lot of people. I felt like he had a really good chemistry with her, and that like the any time that they were alone together, like when they were looking under the stars and and the flowers and the flower, oh, their kiss scene, like it, they really did have great chemistry. I don't know if their personalities, like she, she seemed up to the task. Like when they snuck into, uh, the emperor, the dowagers, like she snuck him into the palace and all of that. I mean, she was up for the task and, and helped him out. And she, it was, you know, she seemed to really be excited about being able to be a part of one of his plots. But once you see him with the saintess, then you're like, but she matches him in almost every way. Like she's witty, just like he is. She's, you know, she can kick butt. And I just, yeah, it was, I'm very conflicted because I liked him with his chicken leg drumstick girl, but I also really like him with the other girl too. So I wouldn't be upset if something happened to one (laughs) or Mm-hmm. Well, though one of the things that I had a problem is she she's an okay character, and they I'm glad they finally fleshed her out a little. Where she had this conversation with her mother, yes, who for those of you who don't know is trying to murder, <laughs> um, and still had chemistry with him, but she wants to murder him, <laughs> right? Um, but. She's just always has this slight damsel in distress feel to her. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't feel that she would ever be up to the task of really saving him other than just being stubborn and saying, well, this is what I want. I mean, I think she could do that and she would be stubborn, but I don't think she could save him. She's always going to be the one that needs saving or the one that's in a situation that is going to be the trial for him to overcome. And I just, I know it's hard because there's sometimes that I don't feel like, um, the both characters have to be on the same level when it comes to things like fighting skills, and all that. but because he, like he really does have to plot and plan and, um, everything about his life is that way. Like I want somebody who's right there going toe to toe with him and able to, you know, hold their own in court, in the battlefield, in, you know, all the different places that he has to be and fight. And that's, I think. Or even be there in parts of his life. I don't think she matches him really in any situation, except when they're just having their quiet moments together. Right. Cause I mean, they had some like cute stuff that throughout the, they did have some cute things that they did. So, yeah. So she's not horrible. I think she hasn't been fleshed out very well. I think it is probably the weakest part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's definitely the part of the story that they didn't focus on the most. So maybe that's it too. Cause she wasn't like the whole half of the second half. She really wasn't even 
a thought except for an occasional joke over him flirting with this right. other girl. Right. And, you know, oh, his, his girlfriend back home is going to be jealous, you know, kind of thing. Right. Um, and so she's just not equal to what he's doing. So we just think, eh, you know, I don't know. She was strong for about seven episodes, but other than those seven episodes, she's just and those a weren't side necessarily character. the first seven episodes, They're but in like the middle. seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So now we were just talking about her being a damsel in distress. <laughs> what do, what do we think about uh, Fanjan's being? Or sorry, I said that wrong. But anyway, so about him being a damsel because he really from the beginning of the drama till about I don't know episode twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> he has to be saved over and over and over again. Now it's not necessarily that he has to be saved because he's not smart enough, but he's actually thrown into situations he has absolutely no clue. That he's supposed, like what he's supposed to do or was, you know, really prepared for. So he kind of has to be saved over and over again. How do we feel um, about, uh, did it detract from his appeal? And I actually, (laughs) I actually feel like if it would have been a different character, I might have been annoyed, but he just, his overconfidence and because of the situations he was thrown into, I didn't. I wasn't annoyed the fact that he have kept having to be saved and he just like, it just kept propelling him into this confidence that he just kept having of like, I'm, I'm just going to get out of the situation and that's just the way that it is. So it, for me, it didn't detract from it his was character. Funny. <laughs> it, was, it was amusing. Yeah. For me, it was no problem. I think that um, it gave us an opportunity to see just how many people are looking out for him and just all the different um, people in his life. And plus they're really interesting, especially hot uncle with the um, whatever the blindfold over his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So which was our favorite dramatic saving of Fanchun from certain destruction? Because he got saved a lot. I think I really liked... Oh, there's so many good ones. I think I liked the best when he's in this court of law and the both the princes are there trying to like mm-hmm. convince the magistrate to go one like either kill him or save him. And all of a sudden the eunuch that is the emperor's head eunuch comes in and tells everyone to stop being so stupid. <laughs> and um, that. he gets saved. It was a really great moment. That was that was really good. Um, I'm trying to remember like which ones I liked the best, but I I think it was. I think that when the um, any time that the uncle is sort of, I just I love that character, mm-hmm. and so I love when he kind of sweeps in and. Um, takes care of business but just in his quiet way you know like he comes in and he takes care of it and then kind of leaves or whatever or especially when he went ahead and um challenged the saintess and the saintess's uh what is he master yeah the grand master so that fanxian didn't have to actually um do that so yeah I, i like the hot uncle 
<laughs> Just going to say that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember specifics, but what I liked is the slow progression of him realizing like um, that the emperor was on his side, that he kept like, he was just like, why, why would the emperor even know who I am or care about yeah. me or whatever? He just kept like this all like this. He was just struck with this, like, what the heck is going on? But then like he kept, it didn't, it was like, okay, sure. He had a huge <laughs> crush. He had a super huge emperor crush. Yeah. <laughs> but he wouldn't bow to him though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I like that's that was my favorite part of it is that it just kept like progressing where he kept having to be saved and finally you know he was I mean he did finally realize that Chen Pingping was like kind of behind a lot of it but like any time that he realized that the emperor was involved and kind of awestruck of like why is he even caring about me we yeah. know why he was caring about yeah now but yeah yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about royalty and how royalty was dealt with in this drama. Mm. So how do you find it similar and different than what we've seen in past dramas? Um, I think it's been, I think it was an interesting take on it because, um, well, first of all, you see different kinds of royalty. So you see in the, when they go across the border and we have the, I I thought it was going to be one of those birth secret things where it was really a woman who was a man or, you know, had to dress as a man or whatever it was. But they never really brought that up. So I guess it was just a female actress playing the prince or king or mm-hmm. what was he? Um, the emperor. The emperor, yeah. Emperor. But from Northern Chi. Um, so that was, that was a little interesting to me. But... Um, and also just the different layers that we get because we have the uh, female, uh, so the the mother of his uh, fiance, I guess. Um, you know, she's this very powerful figure, mm-hmm. like um, the emperor's for, sister for a while. or something like that. Yeah, is. and I thought that was really interesting, just how she had, you know, there were there's a even though drama geek doesn't usually like the politicking, there's actually a lot of politicking in this drama, but it, it doesn't feel quite the same way because there's so much entwined with the family dynamics. So I think that's a really interesting piece of this. And see for me, what, what kept me interested is because the characters were very interesting. So, and they had a very, um, intriguing way of delivering a lot of the same things that might be delivered by somebody else. Like, so the one character that I felt fell very much into the normal, um, aspects of it, it was the, the queen dowager from the Northern Chi. Uh, she felt very normal, regular, you know, Chinese drama. And I didn't find anything particularly interesting about her or different. Whereas Maybe the emperor being played by a woman is what yeah. possibly made me very interested in her character. But I really liked everybody in both of the courts. Like I felt like the emperor on the um, southern side. I mean, come on, he just he yeah. he's such a memorable character and his flowing robes and his messy hair and even the way that he did politics. He. Mine, I can't say the word that's coming to mind. He he would screw with your mind, like the the what's the 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 untamed guy? What is his name? I can't remember. Oh, anyway, I don't remember. His yeah. his dad, 
he had him there or something, or maybe it was uh, Winner's dad. One of them, he had them there and he kept telling him to sit closer and closer to the the, the fire because he was, oh, you're cold. You must no, be cold. And the guy was, was like Fanchine's sweating. dad. Was it? Okay. Yes, okay. Yes. So it was him, but he kept like, he was, he was messing with them. He was totally messing with them, <laughs> Yeah. but he just had a way of like messing with people. And also just the, um, one dinner that he had where he invited all the princes and then he had Fan Shen's there. It was like, it was such a messing with their heads the whole time they were there to try to get information and see how that they would react to each other yeah. but his the way he dealt with people were really interesting and even the so the crown prince i would say was very typical and not as interesting as i would Except like but for the, his homoerotic painting <laughs> <laughs> they never it was so weird they never went back to the that one guy shows up on the first couple episodes and he's yeah. like, we can't have a relationship serious. anymore and then he leaves and that guy never i mean he has a few scenes here and there like tears i'm all like what is going on between that you one two? I, that one i wonder how the book handled their i don't maybe there was more backstory in the book with that but it was just weird and then it was never really brought up again but they had an interesting relationship <laughs> but um so yeah i felt like the royal like they the royalty and all that stuff the reason that the politicking was very interesting is because the humor it was key it and also the interesting characters yeah well and you never quite knew who was openly plotting um because Obviously, people were trying to kill Fanchin the whole time, you know. Um, but a lot of it was hidden between behind the humor and behind the just general situation of it all. Um, the way he was dealing with the crown prince and the second prince and the Wanair's mom, all of these things, you know, these are all people that are serious plotting. But he just bounces into the situation like, <laughs> do, 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 like do. a puppy, <laughs> not aware he's peeing on someone's shoe. You know, <laughs> that is such a good way to describe. <laughs> and it's very. I mean, sometimes so he distracts what he's that doing. So it's you know, but he's he's not an idiot. No, but not at all. he doesn't always know the dynamics of what's going on, and so it was really interesting watching him discover that while all of this other politicking was going on, but a lot of the humor and him discovering this hid all of the boring parts. So, <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to take us out of our actual, like going through and be like on the side here. I have no idea what you want me to do, what you want me to skip or anything. She keeps <laughs> no, pointing at stuff you and you guys are jumping episodes. around. And I'm like, you skipped three questions. And went to a question three down, and I'm like, are we not going to discuss up there? Because you <laughs> jumped, I think I just think visually had... you had it too far away from you. Okay. And so you... I thought you were like, let's skip this, because I was no, like, I don't no. know. They... I want you... to discuss the family dynamic. It was so good. <laughs> and different. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so the Dems, yes. I did skip. Okay. You skipped okay. a whole three questions. <laughs> And I'm like, are we skipping? Did I miss a? Because for our listeners, sometimes if we're running out of time, we like text each other and say, okay, cut this question, this question. Exactly. I'm like looking at, I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> Am I out of the loop? So anyway, we're going to jump back to a few questions because okay. they were good ones. They were good. And it yeah. doesn't really feel like out of order, but I had to, because I didn't really know what was going on. Sorry. Okay. So my next one, which I skipped was how did Fanchine 
Scott's father and his family switch up the usual evil step family trope. And who was our favorite character out of his new family? I absolutely, this is part of what hooked me, the little boy actor, the first episode. And then once he gets into the main city, his stepmom and their relationship, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I loved that so much because yeah. they could have played it the normal where through the whole drama, she could have been trying to kill him because she won her son who at the beginning doesn't seem like he's very smart and seems like he's very, con- you know, focused on money, which he was, but they end up, you know, just yeah. explaining why, but like they have her see all of the positives of him and really everybody embraces him. I love his sister. She is just his little, his, I actually missed her presence in the last part of yeah. the season because she makes such a good sidekick. Like, and that's where, again, with the winner, like I re- almost would have wished her character would have been a little bit more like the sisters where he was having her help him plot yeah. things and go behind the scenes. But she just, I don't know if they'll put her together with anybody at all in season two or season three, but I just I'm still love her would be to death. totally okay if she and Uncle Wu got something going. <laughs> they 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 hint at that a little bit because like they keep oh I can't see him and yeah. so I, yeah when she does finally see him she's like oh he's hot he's... and mysterious <laughs> and so like straight faced and with no hum- it's so funny when he's together he's with definitely the straight man. <laughs> Yeah, like the straightest of straight men because he just doesn't get it. <laughs> like he does not get subtext. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. But yes, okay, that's my. Oh, and my favorite character. I think his sister is his favorite. I love yeah. his brother, but I think his sister is my favorite character out of the family. It was so much fun. Like again, you start the show, you think, oh, I know where this is gonna go. The stepmother's plotting blah 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 evil step siblings but within like 10 minutes it totally turned it all around and the stepmom and the stepbrother are just not quite as bright but at least not in the ways that um Fenshin is bright and so it was so much fun and then to see the brother come alive and to become this little like super businessman it was so funny because he decides that oh we're going to start this bookshop (laughs) (laughs) and then he's obsessed with it yes and he's obsessed with making money just because he likes to make money not that he wants to buy stuff or you know he wants to be important to his dad and be like his dad and it's just delightful the dynamics were so much fun and just anytime they were all together, I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I agree. I love I love the brother because again, he was he seemed like he was just going to be one of those throwaway characters. Yet, like suddenly he has this like mercenary side where he just wants to make money, not for any particular reason except that he just likes money. And so, and then the way he just hounds him to keep writing and how he's going to, you know, publish the book. Um, I love just it. Hilarious. Send it by carrier pigeon. <laughs> we can yeah. publish it as you travel. <laughs> it's That's just great. like, oh. Or like when and, he goes and confronts someone on the streets and you think he's standing up about this. But, oh, no, it's because of his book that he wants to start <laughs> this thing. And how dare he 
get in the way of starting this bookstore. <laughs> so yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah, I love that they, like you said, that they just kind of take that evil step family trope and just twist it around. Because, again, I really thought that the stepmother was going to, you know, try to kill him throughout or whatever. And then she really ends up sort of like protecting him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love his sister. Um, And the stepbrother is just, you know, just not what I was expecting because he's kind of, you know, he's not as smart He's in his own, but he is in his own way. He's just very so, single-minded in one thing. He won <laughs> yeah. every time when they were all playing yeah. a family game night. He he was killing it because he <laughs> is good at. He wanted to fleece everyone and all their money, <laughs> <laughs> and he was ruthless. Like he's not the type that's going to be like, "Oh, that's my dad. I should nope. let him win." No, nope. oh no, <laughs> <laughs> it was delightful. So. I love it. All right, so I think it's time that we discuss the crazy pants oh birth word. secret. Yeah. At least the first one. The first one, yes. <laughs> and can we please talk about this whole Ice Age concept? <laughs> <laughs> so, just so we know, because uh, KMUs and Drama Geek, all, when we were doing um, the recaps, we were under the impression that in the book that there was time travel and they were using this ice age thing as a, just like it's the, their explanation. Cause they couldn't use time travel in the drama. Apparently that is not the case. And in the book it is ice age and all the stuff that's <laughs> in the drama. So, so for those of you who do not know what we're talking about, there's a birth secret because somehow he has memories of the modern world in his brain from birth on. So he has all of these thoughts and memories and understands all these poems and concepts and everything that, you know, would only happen years and years later. Turns out all of civilization went under the ice, all of our big cities and everything. And somehow some people survived and those people put genetically somehow all of their information into a baby <laughs> that she birthed with that you know the other birth secret the other birth secret <laughs> so she birthed this baby who has all the information from modern days and we learned that it's not modern days the ice age happened a few people survived society began to grow like it did historically like long time ago and because Chinese culture survived, they started into the emperor age again and all this. It's weird. It's weird. So weird. And I'm just yeah. like, seriously, how does this make more sense than time travel? I just want to know. Tell me, Chinese censors, how does confused. this make sense? Like, even just now when you were like, and they put all of their genetic, I'm like, what? Well, okay. <laughs> So what I want to know, because now that I finished it, because we haven't t- we finished the drama and then we haven't necessarily talked about it on the recap, and I don't even think I included it in the comments. But okay, so if he had that all in his brain, but she leaves the like the thing on the mountain with the god gate, and she goes and sleeps with Emperor dude. When was his brain implanted with the memories? Like, how was he a science experiment? I think hypothetically, at birth in the womb. Before birth? But, I don't know. But if that, he's the dad in this time, when yeah. did that happen? Did all of her eggs get implanted with this or something like that? And so that any baby she had was going to have all the memories? 
I am so confused about what this whole thing is. Like, is <laughs> like seriously? Oh my word! And they, I've heard, it, from the comments, it doesn't sound like they explain it that much better in the book. <laughs> there is no explaining it. There is no explanation for how this happened. None. Okay, Drama Jen, please explain it to me. <laughs> I I'm still like. Uh, maybe I was just distracted by his charm and all that, but like <laughs> this part of the drama, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> I I and didn't there's need like this. some secret super gate under the water back to the yeah. Okay, so am I, and I kept writing <laughs> this in my comments to K Muse, but the rock that <laughs> Uncle Wu stands on to get it to go down. It looked like a specific part of the anatomy to me. So I kept saying, he's standing on the penis rock. (laughs) Under the water, but he can't get anything to open because he needs fanchion. So (laughs) So he needs to on the penis rock. (laughs) But it was from the aerial shot. Like they show him standing on it and it looked like. Well, it looks like the key that he has. Oh, it's the yes. Same shape okay, as, okay. So I it guess does. now we have the penis key. <laughs> <laughs> you can either call it the key rock I or like the penis rock better. That's funnier. <laughs> the magical okay, wand let's... rock. <laughs> Sorry. I need to stop okay. making jokes or it's going to go dirty really quick. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I. I It'll be interesting to see what they touch on in season two. (laughs) (laughs) And if that is part of what saves his life, because maybe like my, I think maybe Uncle Wu is going to show up before he, his last bit of life drains out of him and he'll take him and (laughs) go go jump on the penis rock and go down (laughs) his water. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Okay, next question. I thought it might be me. No, well, I don't know. We're all, because, so which is our favorite dramatic, dramatic save? Did we already do that one? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. The drama seems to be split into two segments. Fan Jian's, um coming to the capital of Qing and then his traveling to the capital of Northern Qi. And actually, I feel like it's split into two uh, possible love interests the same way. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was a little worried after he was leaving everybody behind and he only had one guy. The his He ended up having so many bromances in this that were like, ep- almost could be epic that it's... It one took of those forever I- for him to say goodbye to everyone because <laughs> of the many bromances. The many bromances he had. But so I was afraid because he only had the one guy and then we had a new bromance brought on when he left to go to Northern Chi. So I was worried that it w- I wasn't going to be as interested because they were going to have a new whole cast of characters. But they managed to introduce all new, very interesting characters. I love the Saintess. Obviously, I've already said that. But so I, I liked that it was kind of split up because I think it was a little bit could have gotten a little bit tiring going through some of the same stuff with all the people in that, but they managed to keep tying it back and you got to see like his adoptive father and the emperor and Chen Ping Ping and all that kind of stuff. And so. all of this happened and who was plotting, who was not plotting. We got um, some really great moments. Like, and I think it's interesting because I do think that the emperor is like, you know, cause all right. So 
for secret number two he ends up being the son of the emperor right and i think that that wasn't like we kind of suspected from the beginning once we were like he either he's got to be one of those guys sons or they just loved his mom so much that they don't care if they ever slept with her or not they're their father but he they that's the one piece that they still have of her so i mean i think it's both but we all kind of knew one of them and that it probably was Yes, the, the emperor. emperor. So obviously he has two other sons that are very ruthlessly competing for the throne. Mm-hmm. And I think that he really did see um, Fanchin coming on this journey to strengthen him up. Yeah. So that he doesn't always rely on his protectors or those around him. That he can see things for the way they are and not through immature rose-colored glasses. Right. Um, and, and that's exactly what happened. So I do think that he definitely sent him on this journey to possibly become his successor. I think. I, yes. But he also sent him up there cause they needed to know where that golden God gate or whatever. Well, I think that's more the Chen Ping Ping. Cause, Possibly. Cause yeah. if we see at the end, um, the emperor is trying to spy on him and be like, well, what exactly is going on? So right. I don't think that he knows all of the. 20 year elaborate plot plan <laughs> that Cheng Ping Ping was playing. He's in for the long haul. Oh, he's con. in for the long haul. <laughs> and he wants him some mystical, magical God Gate info that's going to set him up as the next high person, you know? So, or maybe even like, because uh, they were talking about how they thought that this was the road to eternal life so maybe he thinks that that's really what is going on i don't know it'll be interesting to see in season two um so i i do think it was interesting they did a really good job of connecting everything what are your thoughts k drama jen i don't know i mean i'm still i'm still stuck on the ice age thing so he's our little ice baby (laughs) uh yeah i i'm still i'm still there but i i liked i agree with you that i i like how we got different characters so that we could i mean it would have been a lot because he connects with everybody and so this allowed us to sort of keep track of all of his bromances um, so I did enjoy that. Um, but I'm, I'm still a little like, and we haven't even talked about the ending yet, but I'm, that's still in my head right now. So <laughs> I can't even, I can't even, I can't even. So yeah, those are my thoughts. I think we already talked about yeah, the next we one. We kind of so talked can... about the actress playing the, the emperor. Mm-hmm. It's, who knows We're, why there's they no it. explanation. If you know why, please let us know. Cause it wasn't some secret birth secret. Ta-da, I'm a woman. You know, it... At least not in this in this uh, season. She's Maybe actually not listed for season two. Well, there aren't that uh, so. many people listed for season two. True. So like, I don't know. <laughs> Please, everybody sign up. i to just go read the book. <laughs> See, I've heard the book isn't... It doesn't have the humor that the show does. And I feel like without the actors, like, smirky... But I think uh, after watching the first season, I would imagine the same actors in the situations. Yeah, and so I think I'd like it better than I would just jumping in. Mm. But 
so yeah so if you know why that actress she was amazingly androgynous i mean she did a good job yeah i I had to go actually check and be like is that for sure an actress she looks like an actress but Mm -hmm. i'm not sure well you know yeah so so um well we talked a little bit about northern chi but let's just real quick what was your favorite thing about or who was your favorite uh character in northern chi um i kind of liked the um oh let me think she would have been the sister of the the i can't think of what his name is the captain guy Shenzong that um, or something. it's s-h-e-n zang or whatever yeah the 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 general or he was a captain of the guard or something like yeah, that yeah 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 i could i kind of liked the sister who like really so he, you know she had her brother kind of wrapped around her finger he would do anything for her but then she fell for the spy and ended up sort of like jeopardizing everything by by rescuing him and, and making sure that uh, you know, she'd go visit him and whatnot. Over and, and um, over again. Like, yeah. there was no, over. oh, this might not be a smart idea. <laughs> well, and he she didn't deserve him. it. Oh, We've seen it. that ending, so he didn't deserve it. I don't care who, what actor is playing his character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I really, I, I still, I liked her. But uh, of course, was, so I guess if Saintus is from Northern Chi, she absolutely was my favorite actor was my favorite that's my answer too she's i just love i the actress is like so good at just being kind of like casual but also being really funny and like she just i don't know i just love sassy she's sassy and i just kind of loved the way she's a laid back sassy she carried herself like there was just a way that she carried herself that i just i really liked and i liked somebody that could get under his skin because again he wasn't bothered by too many people and he just kind of she was able to get him yeah <laughs> so so i agreed the saintess is an awesome character uh, another one that really i really enjoyed the storyline with him and the prisoner i don't remember the prisoner's oh, name oh yes the, uh Jean or something like Jean. that yeah i really like that story and how it combined like the 20 year plot of yeah. Chang ping ping i really liked him too um, for those of you who are wondering what we're talking about uh Chang ping ping convinced him that he had took in, taken his son and had him raised to be um a huge supporter of um ching right and Which he did. He did. Because that did. was uh, <clears throat> Yan Bing Yoon, I think is what yeah. that character. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but he convinced him and put um, Fan Shun in this situation where he's going to assume this man is his son. So he will give this super secret about the golden gates of the gods to his son. Her grandson, right? It was that oh, yeah. he Sorry, was the his grand grandson. Yeah. Yes, his yeah, yeah. grandson. And that he would send it off on his deathbed to Fan Shin, who's going to come back and spill all the beans, supposedly, um, about how Chang Ping Ping can get all of this power and knowledge and all of this stuff. Um, so there was just this really touching relationship between the two of them. And it was 
it was one of the moments that I think Fenshin was the most serious mm-hmm. is because mm-hmm. he really realized what horrible things had been done to this man mm-hmm. and um, how he and Fenshin had been used to bring about this really, and again, it's a long-term plan that was I mean, really that was an intricate torture. Plot. Like, it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, like, I kept thinking, like, um, I really think there probably was a more efficient way to do that. But okay. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> but it was a great moment. It was a really strong yeah. narrative that I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. And it brought the whole story and the politicking to a head that I was not expecting just in a 15 minute conversation. And it was really well done. And so I really, really enjoyed that whole aspect that carries over to another character that I liked that I forgot about is, um, Mohan, his brother, Mm -hmm. like the, the scholar that he goes to see after that and lets him know, Hey, your brother died. And like their connection, it really, both of those relationships and the saintist kind of really show. And it was probably that modern, uh, knowledge that was somehow magically implanted in his head and we don't quite know how but that he was able to look beyond the country or the state that he's from or supposed to be from or whatever and kind of he didn't see them automatically as his enemy and so he had a very touching relationship with the scholar at the end um and then also the um joan and he does that with everyone. I've yeah. really liked how his character has stayed consistent from day yeah. one that he's going to look at the person and see everyone as individuals and he's not going to treat someone lesser than him because he has a rich father or he's more knowledgeable or, you know, he's not going to use that to destroy people. Right. And, and also not allowing people to treat him like he's so much less than them because of their position, exactly. like the emperor or the emperor's dowager or whatever. He's like, <clears throat> didn't see that status as exactly. much with everybody. So, And uh, you don't usually get that in Chinese dramas. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so we finally discover who the villains are at the end of season one. Um, what are our thoughts? And I would actually say the moments we were just talking about helped him because again, he, he kind of looks at everybody the same. So he doesn't look at for the dark side in people as easily. And so I I think that it was a, an eye opener and it was something that, you know, we knew it was going to happen eventually where he could see, Oh, wait a minute. Chen Ping Ping and the Emperor and some of the people that have been helping me out along. They have agendas. They have agendas and that not everything is for my best interest. And I've been used throughout this whole time. And then, of course, the second prince, which I just love the character himself. So it does make me a little sad that he's the bad guy. But he's so wonderfully <laughs> but oily. He is. Yeah. And even the the way that they have him, like he's reading letters but then the way that they filmed it and the way that he was like talking to the camera and like he was deliciously, you know, bad. But also you still kind of like, I still kind of like I know. you. <laughs> you know, I just, it was very tongue in cheek. It's like, well, we need to let this go be bygones and, right. you know, let's go forward from here. My bad about, you know, accidentally killing your friend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just, you know, let's let's just forget about that and let's be buds. Which and and I don't even think that that was a um 
like trying to be manipulative. I really do think that yeah. he like he I think that shows if you watch the scenes again of where he was conflicted of like I actually like him. <laughs> yeah. But I need to kill him. <laughs> like, well, and at this point he doesn't know that he's uh an heir to the throne he as well. No, right. so, he doesn't know that right. he's. You know, his that brother. would change things very quickly. He'd want to kill him even more, oh, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because obviously daddy has a favorite. Oh, daddy and, has a big time favorite. Yeah, and it's pretty obvious who it is. <laughs> um, I really, really liked the General Shen in Northern Chi. Yeah. He was a good bad guy. He was very ruthless and like but they did throughout the whole thing they did this with almost everybody but his relationship with his sister really helped show yes it humanized him quite a bit i liked that that was his one weakness um but he was a great character and i really enjoyed him and i enjoyed seeing him die because i mean he definitely deserved to have some justice brought <laughs> right. about. He did some horrible things. Oh, he was brutal with it. He was very brutal. Shown. But he's no more brutal than a lot of other characters. Just right. they have the facade of not being as brutal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was well, interesting. And I, I think about for him, it was the way he would like smile and be friendly on the outside. But and then, then he'd like he break had, your legs. Like, <laughs> sadistic side, you know, that was just like he was so casual about his violence. Like it was a little crazy. Like it made me, it was chilling in many ways. And he was smart. I liked how smart he was. He was very, he was definitely a match for Mm Fenchin. And I think they both have that, um, good guy smiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very interesting. There was a lot of similarities just with, our hero not being quite so ruthless. Yeah. So. Right. I don't know that I can, like, I don't know. It's so hard because when I look at it, when you look the straight, like who's a villain, who was the main villain? Like, it's hard to pick out. Cause I mean, so Wanner's mom, she definitely didn't have any side of her that I would say. I mean, other than the, uh, position she found herself in and how she was surviving um and her character could have been one where i was bored by her because she was kind of typical but i really liked her and i liked this the scene where he's like massaging her temples and almost wants to like <laughs> kill her, to yeah. kill her and then he goes to massages her neck so and I, you could tell I he's think- like thinking do i just kill her now <laughs> i think she out of everybody um because again he is very unflappable and he, people don't get to him but like i f- loved their scenes together like they had a lot of good evil good chemistry so i really liked her as a a, a villain or whatever yeah yeah there were it's interesting because we had a lot we could have chosen from you know like that you could choose from like there's a lot of bad right my i think my best villain villain um though is probably we're gonna have to talk about the very end because i didn't see it coming Mm. um so do you want to talk about the ending yeah let's talk about this ending okay (laughs) and our reaction i totally did not see it coming either yeah 
So I just want to say my reaction was, what? <laughs> I said, I <laughs> what said. What just happened? <laughs> oh, Maybe you should tell our listeners what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly does happen? So we are getting to the end of the drama and I'm waiting for kind of this. I guess I was waiting for a big climax kind of moment. I also had no idea that it was only season one. And so I thought we were going to kind of be wrapping up the whole drama. I was starting to feel a little sad that it was going to end, but I was looking for a resolution. And suddenly the the guy that I thought was like going to be his new friend, like killed him. I mean, like killed him. Yeah. Like bleeding on the ground, killed him. Except then we flashed forward or backwards or whatever into the icy, whatever. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I don't know how you explain any of that. Oh, no. We go to a a place in time where a person is telling this story and they say something like, did he die? And he said, no. Right? Yeah. Are you really going to end it that way? And he's like, of course not. Right. Exactly. And that's basically how I was like, Oh, what did Drama Geek and Kamey's get me into? We didn't Are you know. We didn't know. <laughs> I knew there was a season two. I didn't know that's how it ended. Because yeah. I think this was still airing when we started. It was, yes. So, But I did know. So I saw, because we, we kind of got late. Where A lot of people binged it like Jen did. And so like I feel like a lot of people finished it when we were just starting it. And I did from some comments online and everything know that he that it went back to the present day or whatever time yeah. like the non ice age with computers and all that stuff or with the the guy writing the book i knew it was going to end there but i didn't know that it would end with his character dying <laughs> no mostly dead he was not mostly dead, dead. Yeah. Mostly, mostly dead he, he was, was still just breathing <laughs> and bleeding out and we all know that you can totally recover from that well and we know that uncle wu is somewhere yeah yes. around the, and that his uh teacher person is still out is there still know, and, and knows enough about like well and i medicine. would even say the emperor is probably still on his side and is unaware of some of this that's oh yeah happening. yeah no i that's i would true. say that the um emperor is definitely gonna show favoritism here and be like pissed at second yeah. Yeah. and yeah. all of them for doing that but yeah it's uh i i until this part, that character, the um, Yan Bing Yoon character, I, I think it's because everybody hypes the actor so much that I was expecting like this really intriguing character. And I feel like the actors had the least amount of chemistry of all the potential bromances. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wasn't expecting him to be uh, the killer. And but I really liked the reasoning like his it fit, you know, they established from the very beginning that he was all about rules, regulations and keeping stability. And that's why he did it. So it was yeah. kind of like, and you know, Fan Chen is the, one of the most unstable, chaotic thing that that's oh, ever happened. Full <laughs> chaos. He is He's the definition of chaos. Yeah. So you can understand why he does it, but yeah, that's yeah. I, so I have one quick question because, you know, they keep alluding that, well, they were to the guy in the mask. Like, oh, they never, th- they never, I get to know if he's hot or not. 
I know. <laughs> the important questions need to come out here. Because his, ste- his, his adoptive dad, his stepdad, um, or his dad, because he really is like the main one that cares about him the most. But anyway, he doesn't he no 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 the teacher sees who it really is because he poisons him and then he takes the mask and he's like oh it's you so who do we think it is i don't know because i don't don't think it's arrow hottie maybe i don't know probably not arrow hottie no because i'm trying to think of any it might be someone we just don't know yet that's possible yeah but but then he's like, oh, it's you. Like, I feel like it should be something we, somebody we would know. I mean, we know all the same people that the teacher knows, right? Right. But, well, it can't yeah. be, because there's, because I was paying attention. It can't be Uncle Wu. Yeah, I wondered at first. And if it, it can't was be the brother, because, no. The brother, which brother? His stepbrother, half-brother. Not really half-brother, oh. but. <laughs> the no the way. one. The one obsessed Would it be with me? maybe the first prince? No. I don't know. We're going to have to... I hope they clear that up in the next episode. The, the next, other person that I was thinking... Because it has to be somebody who is a high level. Yeah. Unless they're pretending and you don't know that that person's high level. I was thinking maybe it could be the second prince's main guy. Ooh, he's as well. <laughs> I like him. I would approve of that. <laughs> as long as it's hot under the mask that's what it can be uh, he, that guy is hot I loved when he like killed all of the um his brother's minion people or it was um Fanchin's father future father-in-law's troops remember yes. when they accidentally yeah. kidnapped the first first prince mm, and okay. then his sidekick guy comes and s- Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he comes and then that was like a very... See, and that's one of the things I love about the second prince is even though, yes, he's going to be one of the main villains, like he... He's so sassy about it. (laughs) And he, when he walks into the room and him and other characters, he's a lot like Fan Jans, the actor who plays it. He brings this vitality to the scene. So, oh, I'm so glad to see that you're safe. I was so worried. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like... He gets under a crown prince's skin so easily and, and he's a bad guy so you know but he is he any worse than some of the other characters that might get redeemed at the end yes his actions did kill vengeance like best friend but but, ev- but everyone has done things exactly. that have caused you know so he c- stuff to happen he could be redeemed but yeah i doubt it but <laughs> but he's so just they just oh when they like had dinner on the middle of the road in this like <laughs> he's he, he is like he is a, a prima donna like he's, oh, very, he's totally a prima donna yeah he's very just yeah extra <laughs> <laughs> so what are our what's our favorite moment in the drama and would we re- recommend i i hate this question because that every moment <laughs> i just uh, i don't have a favorite moment i just anytime the i love the print the um emperor and fanjans were together i loved those moments i loved the dinner with all of them um uh, the fight scene we didn't talk about the fight scenes at all or any of the they were good. they're very acrobatic but they were also very not possible <laughs> like, 
<laughs> there wasn't any I was impressed that the director used some locations that we don't oh. see in every single drama. The one where they, the, the, the Saint, yeah, and then uh, Jaun, and then even the Archer. Like, that was just like, everybody's here. We're all just going to fight, and it's just going to be. But they used that location to their advantage. And yeah, no. I really liked anytime Fanshin was trying to like sneak into places. It always was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the scene where um, Uncle Wu goes against the one eunuch where oh, they were fighting. Kong. Yeah, <laughs> I liked Eunuch Kong. He was he, very dramatic. He was, <laughs> but the yeah, their fight was pretty cool looking too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anytime Fanshin was cohorting, doing weird <laughs> things. So. I liked the scene where he um, climbed on top of the, <laughs> the carrot or whatever and uh, with the planted his flag and uh, challenged everybody. Mm-hmm. That was cheeky and really just like badass. Ooh. I really liked that. That was another hottie that we didn't talk too much about. That was in the Northern Sheet. Yeah, with the bun on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was attractive. <laughs> and he's. I mean, I'm assuming if they all sign back on, he he would be a character that would be brought in for the second season because yeah. he's an important level nine. He's a level nine. <laughs> yes. Level nine hottie. <laughs> That's not their chi levels. It's their hottie levels. It all works. It's all good. So are you guys both going to watch the next season? Oh, so I'm yes. so there. Yeah. The only thing that would get me to not watch is if they did the like the Evernight thing and recast the main guy, which they've already listed yeah. him on se- yeah. season two. Yeah. But if they recast him or the Emperor, which they are both listed right now. Yeah. But I don't I think I would have a eh, the Emperor. I'd probably still watch if he was recast. It, it's his character. If he was recast, yeah. there's just no way I wouldn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. But That's yes, I, I have it. to. We have to have to know. <laughs> I need to watch I, him come back and kick some second prince butts. Oh, for see, sure. Second prince doesn't come off as the... He would definitely have his sidekick guy being the one that's like fighting. And that is going to be really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, everyone, hopefully you'll uh, join us when we will, I'm sure, recap season two. But we probably have to wait a little while for mm. that. But anyway... Um, in the meantime, thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. And if there's a specific actor or theme you'd like us to discuss, then let us know. We love <coughs> blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 